Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. God is a magnificent God. Hallelujah. And He says He has our interest at heart. Can you imagine? He knows you on a personal basis. He knows you enough to tell you the number of hair follicles on your head. That's how much interest God has in you. He says, I formed you in your mother's womb. There is nothing that we as a person are going through that God is not aware of. Before it even happens to us, he sets before us a way of escape. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. God didn't promise us that you won't end up you won't end up in trouble. He says, but even in the midst of your trouble, your adversity, your trials, your cha- your challenges, your tribulations, I will be there with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited. I sound a mighty God. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. I'm going to ask us to please stand and open our Bibles to the book of Numbers, chapter 12. We're going to continue. Okay, where we left off the last time, um, on the topic of seeing more. Seeing more. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 12. And I'm gonna, we're going to read from verse 26 to 33. Numbers 12, 26 to 33. But while we're still, you know... Um, um, Opening our verses, I want to ask a question to you. Because this is going to be the, the focus of our conversation. What's going on? Numbers 12. Numbers chapter 12, verse 26 to 33. Oh, Numbers 16. Oh, um, did I read this all? Oh, yeah. This is completely not what I was looking for. The numbers 13. Sorry. Numbers 13. Okay. You forgive me, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good God. This is what? Is the, next, is the next chapter? Numbers 13. Numbers 13, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, ended, I wrote my notes, Numbers 13, and I typed Numbers 12. You know, sometimes uh, typing, you fat finger, you know, um, the numbers. But before we read, I want to ask this question to you. Don't answer me. Just think about it. Amen? Amen. Are we listening? Yes, sir. Who is worse off? The person that's in darkness and know they are in darkness. Or the person that's in darkness and does not know they are in darkness. Keep that in the back of your mind. Praise the Lord. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. Let's read together, starting from verse 26. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them 
and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the land, in the Nezha, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites, and the Lean in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. And all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father God, it is you that we seek this morning. We worship in understanding. We pray, O oh God, that you prepare our hearts to receive your word Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit, I ask that you minister to every man, every woman in a unique, peculiar, powerful way that only you can touch Amen. each person. And I pray the word of God will enter into the hearts of every person Amen. in this sanctuary today. Amen. I pray for those who are watching, Lord Almighty, that understanding will be given them Amen. so that, Lord Heavenly Father, they will be able to understand the message being preached. Amen. And I pray that the word of God will bring great deliverance into the lives of multitudes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen. We titled the message, See More. And the reason we're saying see more is that unless you can see where you're going, you cannot make it there. Unless you understand your purpose in life, you cannot fulfill it. I asked a question a couple of minutes ago. I said, which is worse off? The person that is sitting in darkness and know they are in darkness. Or the person sitting in darkness and does not know that they are in darkness. Will you agree with me that the worst off, the worst of the two is the person sitting in darkness and yet... They do not know that they are in darkness. At least the person that is sitting in darkness and know they are in darkness will begin to say, how do I get out of this what? Darkness. But the one sitting in darkness and does not know that they are in darkness, they are not even going to make an effort to get out of what? Darkness. And that's, what, that's the whole sum of this message. That, Lord, if I'm in darkness and I do not know it, open the eyes of my understanding. Amen. That I may realize that I'm in darkness and that I may begin to seek my salvation. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, today I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about secular um, 
uh, 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 oh my goodness. <laughs> I want to bring in from the perspective of what people that are not even saved, but I want to bring in some of the sayings that has come forth from some of the greatest leaders of this nation. I want to share with you, okay, some of the comments that they have made. Let me start a little bit, then I'll go back to the message. This came from Henry Ford. Does anybody know Henry Ford here? Yeah. Everybody does know who Henry Ford is? Yeah. He says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. I'm going to repeat that. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. Because that lines up with the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you believe you cannot afford a new car, even if somebody were to give you a hundred thousand, you will still not be able to what? Afford a new car. Because you do not what? You do not believe in it. It's the belief that exists in your heart. That you operate in. A man cannot reach what they don't believe in. And so what you believe in your heart is what conditions the world that you dwell in. Until you change your beliefs, you cannot. You cannot. Until you change your beliefs, you cannot. And that's why Henry Ford says, whatever you think, that is what you are going to what? That is what you are going to have. Nobody can put any limitation on any human being except that human being. That's right. You see, the problem with a lot of us is how we were brought up, how we were indoctrinated. And I shared using a parable a few weeks ago. In India, a lot of still, in, if you go into the remote, spot, remote parts of India, they still use the elephant as the burden of beast. You know how elephants, how big an elephant is? If an elephant leans on the wall of this building with its own weight, it can, it can bring this building down. That's how powerful elephants are. You understand me? Yet, in India, a simple chain is tied around the knee of the elephant at night and tied to the tree. And the elephant just stands there. You say, why won't the ele elephant can actually break the chain without even making much of an effort? So why does the elephant stay tied to the tree? Because from birth, the elephant has been programmed with a chain tied to a tree. When the elephant is a baby and is born, and they wrap the chain and around his knees and tied to the tree, the elephant can't break it at that point in time. And so, 
because he grew up in that culture, with that mind frame, when the elephant is now massive, 13 feet tall, bulky, weighs several tons, it still sits tied to the chain. Because what? That's the way his mind is. So, when Harry Ford says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, it's what you think that is going to happen to you. In order for you to change your circumstances and situations, you have to what? Think differently. I love this by George Adair, A-D-D-A-I-R. I don't know who he is, but I just love this quote. He says, everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Everything you ever wanted is order is on the other side of what? Fear. He's right. He's right. What keeps us from moving forward is what? Fear. 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 Some people can't fly. You know why? Because I remember when I was growing up, there was a kid in my neighborhood. I got my first chopper. My father bought me my first bicycle, a chopper, when we were living in Suruleri, in Lagos. And I remember I had gone up to him to ask for a bicycle. My father says, you think I don't have any other thing other than to cater to your own needs and wants and, and desires? But I was relentless. You know, I would cry, I would cry to him, oh, my friends, all my friends have bicycles. They, they got, you know, you know, you, you know how, how our kids are today with cell phones? That is how I was with bicycles. <laughs> and I was one of the first ones among my friends to get a bicycle. There are some of my friends who desired a bicycle but did not get a bicycle because they had no boldness to go and ask their parent for a bicycle. The difference between me and them was I had the boldness to ask. Now, the first time I went to ask, I don't know, maybe you grew up in a loving home, but my home, we fell in love with Mangere, you know what I mean, Koboko. You could ask the wrong thing and you just get gosa on your face, you know. Praise the Lord. Just asking could get you in trouble. How many of you know what, I, what I'm talking about? You know? Just asking could get you in trouble. But you have to deal with the fear. You have to deal with the fear. You have to deal with the fear. Hallelujah. There are some people you just... You, you know the funniest thing? It has nothing to do with their salvation. They just, whether they are saved or not saved, they, there's no difference in that. 
The, meaning the word of God is not making an impact in their lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're not ready to deal and face your fears, you are not ready to take what God has what? Has given you. God gave the story we just read in Numbers chapter 13. God was the one who gave Canaan land to the Israelites. Now, let me ask you something. When God was telling them to go and take their land, did God know that there were giants in the land? Mm -hmm. Did God know that the land itself was perilous? Did he know that they had to face challenges, difficulties, adversity to possess the land? Yes, he knew. God did not say it is going to be an easy road. He just said, go what? Take the land. Take the land. Go take the land. Are you going to fight in this life? Yeah. Are you going to, is, are you going to meet with people that are going to tell you no? Yes. Are you going to make meet people that are going to want to make you quit? Yes. I just started a new job. I'm doing my rounds, meeting all my key stakeholders. And there's a lot of them. More than half of them, when I signed up to meet, when I, when I met them, they laughed. They said, Chris, you just signed up for an impossible task. Do you know how many people have taken this role? in the last 10 years, and nothing has resolved out of it. I had some people tell me that this will never work. That, can you imagine sitting across somebody telling you that the job you were hired for was impossible? I just laughed. Because with God, all things are possible. It just makes me want to succeed even what? Hallelujah. If the worst thing you can tell me is Chris, you can't do that. Just tell me, Chris, you can't do that. Since I was a young man, the worst thing you can tell me is you can't do that. I will find a way to do it. I will find a way to do it. I will look at you. I will appreciate your feedback. And I'm going to go back into my prayer closet. And I'm going to go meet with my God. And I'm going to tell my God. I was just told this is impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Israelites forgot who was talking to them. They forgot that it was the God of the universe, the God who brought them out of the Red Sea, who delivered them from the hand of Moses and told them to go into the promised land. Oh, there are giants in the land. Hallelujah. There's going to be giants in the land. On the way to the top, you are going to find people that are going to try and discourage you. On the way to the top, you are going to find people that are better at it than you. 
On the way to the job, you're going to find people that tell you you can't do it. On the way to the job, you're going to find people who don't even want you to succeed. But let me tell you something. You don't look back. You don't say it's easy. You keep climbing. Amen. You keep climbing. Amen. This is by Theodore Roosevelt. Anybody know who mm -hmm. Roosevelt is? Yeah. Everybody knows? Yeah. Okay, some of you are looking at me, and I don't even know if you know. Amen? Praise <laughs> the Lord. Right? Roosevelt is a Nigerian president. Some of you will even shake your head. It's a lie. <laughs> he says, listen to this. Believe you can, and you are halfway there. That's right. Amen. Once you believe you can, you are what? Halfway there. Believing is 50% of the battle. The rest of it is perseverance. Continuation. Fortitude. Pushing through. Expecting to get there. I love it. This is by Les Brown. Les Brown is a motivational speaker for some of you. You may not have heard of him. He's just as big of a name as, uh, uh, um, what's that? Uh, uh, John Maxwell, thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Les Brown says too many of us are not living our dreams because we're too busy living our fears. I'll say that again. Too many of us are not living our dreams because we're too, we're, too, we're too busy living our fears. If you go to the, if you go to Newark, lots of black people that have not even crossed over to New York. They've not left Newark in this day and age. If you know how many Americans have never entered into an airport and into a plane, you will be shocked. And there's nothing wrong with them. It's not, it's not that they have a fear of flight. They just can't see themselves outside of where they were born into. I mean, if you're going to go international, you have to go get... I was talking to uh, someone this, you know, my... my uh, uh, a family member this this past week, and uh, it's someone that uh, we've been motivating to, you know, go and um, to go and get there. You know, that wants to come and visit in this country. I said, well, you've been saying you want to come to America. Do you have a passport? No. Have you ever been to the American? Have you applied to the American embassy? No. Do you? Should I write you? Uh, I, I, how do you even start? <laughs> so for the past three, four years, I've been talking to, to her. And uh, she texted me a few weeks ago. She says, I see the light. I'm going to go apply for a passport. Will you write me? Uh, what's that? I said, when you send me your passport, a picture of your passport, then I will send you a letter of invitation. 
If you're believing to come to America, to come and visit, you have to, you have to go through the whole process of getting a passport, right? You have to go through the process of applying for a visa. You have to go through the whole process of, you know, and it's a process. It's not easy, especially if you are in a foreign country. But when you sit down and you don't do anything, can you get to America? You can pray all you want. And she had been praying. She spent a lot of time praying. She's gone to Orioke to pray about coming to what? America. And she's never applied for a passport. She's never applied for a passport. She spends a lot of time interceding. She even asked me one time to pray. I said, I don't pray stupid prayers. I said, I don't pray stupid prayers. I said, if you don't make the effort, why am I praying? I, 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 you may not agree with me, but it's not all about prayer, church. I sat down one day. I was waiting on God. I said, God, oh, I was. It's one of those days when I was praying for five hours one night. You know, I was believing God for something. And I just noticed that night I wasn't connecting with heaven. <laughs> the harder I prayed, the more further I think I was away from heaven. So I finally stand, stood there and said, God, what, what, what's going on? What's going on? God says, because what I'm praying for doesn't require prayer. You know, there are certain things. You just got to go do it. <laughs> Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. I mean, you can, I'm not saying you shouldn't pray, but you, you're just going to have to what? go and what? Faith without works is what? Thank you. Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind of a man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Whatever the mind of a man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Praise the Lord. I don't understand. I, I, I really don't understand that we as believers, I think we just, we just, our faith is a little twisted, if I may use the word. The reason why I say our faith is a little twisted is we exercise one part of faith and we don't exercise the other, which is the doing part. The Israelites had one thing to do. Pack up and go and fight. Amen? How many of you read and is familiar of the whole, of the whole story of Jehoshaphat? Mm -hmm. You, you, you are? Yes. Right? What happened? Kingdoms rose against Judah, right? And there were about huge armies that came to literally camp at the borders of Judah to take over the whole nation. And 
The king, I think it was Sennacherib, wrote a letter to him that you should surrender right now. Sometimes your neighbors write you letters to surrender. Sometimes your teachers write you letters to surrender. Sometimes your family members write you letters to what? Surrender. To surrender. My question to you is, are you going to what? Surrender. Are you going to surrender? Amen? Amen? So they wrote Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat went before the Lord, you know, prostrated, whined, cried, sad and fasted. Um, after that, the Lord says, get up. He says, do what? Gather your army, put the praisers, praise and worshipers in front. For today, you will not even have to fight the battle. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Notice what a whole lot of Christians practice. Because they say, they read, you don't have to fight the battle, then they sit in their house, they don't even move. Jehoshaphat had to go to war. He didn't sit at home and say, the battle is won. He still had to gather the army. He still had to put the praisers in front. He still had to go to war. Train the army too. Mm -hmm. Amen. He had to go to war with the army. We sit at home. Everybody praise the Lord now. You have to teach me how to dance with me. And we praise you every day. Praise you every day. And we will be saying, G-O, G-O, G-O. When are you going to show up for your war? Uh, hello? Praise the Lord. If God is going to break you, he still wants you, breakthrough for you, he still wants you to show up for the battle. Praise the Lord. Chuck Swindoll says this. He says, life is 10% of what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. Jesus said, in this world, you will have what? Tribulations. He says, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome on your behalf. Everybody, we're going to find ourselves in challenges and trials and tribulations in problems, in, in financial, in, in health, and you know. He says, well, be of good cheer, for I have what? Overcome. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When Sister Abigail called last Saturday, I'm, I was happy that she, she, I was not her first call. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. She had run to the Immediately, she couldn't breathe very well. She ran to the hospital. Some believers will see that. They will say they're praying, believing God. Isn't the doctor on your side? Isn't the doctor working hand with hand with God? So when you have a medical problem, why are you sitting at home? You're saying I'm in faith. No, you have to go to war. Sometimes the doctors need to keep you alive so that the pastor can get there to pray for you. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Glory to God. No matter who calls me, the first thing I ask them, if it's an emergency, have you called 911? Because I'm not 911. Praise the Lord. And when I get 
When 911 picks you up and stabilizes you, or even before they get, I'm already praying and I'll meet you there. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 90% of how we react to life is what matters. In fact, some of the challenges that happen to us, they are stepping stones unto greatness. Amen. So if you are dealing with those challenges in the wrong way, then you, you miss your opportunities for greatness. Some people, I was talking to a friend yesterday, he says, my son, uh, um, you know, he's, 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 he's sitting at home doing nothing. I, I'm just, he graduated, he's doing his MBA, we need him to get a job and all that. I said, who did you ask? Who are, did he intern? No. Did you, what, where is your, did you network? Did you do anything? No. And this kid is sitting at home, upset, worried, keeps accumulating student loans. And so I said, uh, you know, why don't you bring your problems out in the open? I said, we have a huge community of, of old, you know, alumni that we all went to the same high school. Oh, I, 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 I see your point. Oh, you can die at home. You can bury your kid in, in the bedroom by yourself. Or you can cry out into the community and say, hey, my son needs help. While we were there, at least three people said we could help him. At least three people. You're one of the first ones. You just didn't know yet. He's in construction engineering. Yeah. <laughs> I volunteered for service. <laughs> he, he graduated a construction engineer, and he didn't know. Uh, you know. Because, let me tell you, no man is an island to himself. Right. Whenever I am ready to make my next move, I tell, I first of all call all my recruiters. I look at my LinkedIn profile. I'll tell them. I'll call them personally. I'm looking. I'm looking. And I begin to tell every single influential person that I'm looking for an opportunity to notice all that I didn't call you. You are still not that influential yet. But you can call me, okay? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I call the right people in my circle of sphere of influence. I reach out to people because, you know what? People like to hire people that come recommended to them. We cannot sit in the closet and be praying. We have to break out of our comfort zone to talk to the right people. Are you in business? Are you trying to start a business? Well, you need to start talking to people that are in that sphere of space. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Norman Vincent Peale says, change your thoughts and you change your world. Change your thoughts and what? Change your world. 
change your world. A man cannot achieve what they cannot think. And so your walk should be thinking. Changing your, your thoughts. Changing your mind frame. The people that break out into new things are people that think differently. You can't keep doing, how do I say, it's madness to keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. No, you have to change the way you think. Are you in a relationship and it's not working out? Or you start looking at the people you're dating. Because, you know what? We tend to date a certain pattern. And if you look at the pattern you're dating, and you begin to see the, 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 the pattern and start, uh, then you need to change. Hallelujah. Are you hanging with the same type of people? You all just collaborate and everybody sings kumbaya at every time you meet. <laughs> I got a problem. My problem is bigger than yours. Oh, me, I have a mighty problem. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm out of that group, man. Yep. Real fast. Real fast. When he says, I've got a breakthrough, I've got a bigger breakthrough, and I've got a mighty breakthrough, then add me to that group. Add me to that group. When I stand before God at the end of my life, I will hope that I will not have a single bit of talent left and could say I used everything God gave me. I don't know who she is, but her name is Emma Bomb. Emma Bombeck, I can't even pronounce. You know. We are, we are all... The amount of gifts and talents that God deposited in you, you cannot use it up in this world. The challenge is, are you tapping into it? I remember from three, I was failing biology. The reason I was failing biology in three, this was back in Nigeria, 1980. Failing biology because I sat there one day. I said, why am I failing this class? This is one of my favorite classes. <coughs> and I went and looked at all the tests that I did the whole, up to that point. And the only reason, I passed all the, um, the writings, I passed all the, you know, you have to memorize a lot of, you know, biological, technical jargons. The only reason I was failing was in drawing. I could not draw daily squat. Because in biology at that point, you have to be able to draw insects, you have to be able to draw um, cells. You have to be able to draw. And my drawing was horrible. Guess what I did? Behind my dorm was a pot of sand. And was a, was a what do you call that? Not a pot of sand. Sandbox. And so I just opened my biology book in the sun. And I'll just start using the pen. Because the reason... You know why I was drawing the sand? It's so easy to erase. So I started drawing. And I changed. 
And all of a sudden, my grades started going 80, 90. And I averaged out of a class with a B. You have to identify your challenges in life, church. You have to see what is my challenge. And you have to be able to admit and look yourself in the face. What is my challenge? What is my problem? And you have to be able to tell yourself the truth. Stephen Covey says, I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions, whether they are good or bad. It is the decision you made, and you have to be able to make yourself accountable to it. I used to be a very horrible shopper. You know, I'd go to Macy's. I always have problems every month because I was just spending too much. Anybody ever have that problem? Oh, please don't raise your hands. You're all saints. <laughs> You know, I just used to just go to Macy's and buy stuff I didn't even need. You know what? Macy's is so good. Everything is always on clearance. You don't, but you forget, okay, that even though it's on clearance, you are paying money for it. It's not free. And most of the time, you don't need it. Thank you. I used to just go to the store. If it's on sale, that's it. You know, and then I'll get the bill eight hundred dollars at the end of the month, and then to pay the eight hundred dollars, I'll take four five years. And by the time I finish paying four five eight hundred for four five years, you've paid another eight hundred. So you have now turned the stuff that I bought that I am not even using. I've paid interest on it. I might have bought it for ten dollars, but by the time I finish paying interest on it, I now pay thirty dollars. One day, see, it goes back to my first statement. See, when you are in darkness, and you know you are in darkness, that's a good place to be. But when you are in darkness, and you don't know you are in darkness, that's a horrible place to be. I was in darkness as it relates to shopping, and I did not know I was in darkness. The day that light came from heaven, and I saw my stupid shopping habits, that was the last day. Ask my wife. Over 10 years now, I have never paid interest on any credit card. Sorry. If I charge $20,000 on the card, I'm going to pay it off at the end of the month. I may drink Gary for the next four months, but I am not paying a dime on interest. It's my money. I worked hard for it. I ought not to be throwing away my money on right. interest. Praise the Lord. Amen. I hate paying interest with a passion so I don't get in debt anymore. Glory to God. Amen. I'm a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my, I'm not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions. Every decision I make, it's mine. It's my fault. Until you begin to take accountability for your challenges, for your troubles, for your difficulties, you will not break through. You will not be delivered. You will not. You can pray all you want. You have to tell yourself the truth. I prayed 
I prayed. I went to Orioke for God to deliver me from the spirit of death and poverty. You know what? After a while, the Holy Spirit says, it's not, you don't need deliverance. You need to stop, stop going shopping. To, you need to stop going to the mall. So I did not, the way, when I started my deliverance, I did not go to the mall for like a couple of years. I did not even step inside. Not so that, so that I could be delivered from the temptation. I did not step inside the mall. Yes, I had to deal with myself. <laughs> because if I didn't go in there, I would not work. And then the first thing I did, I closed all my shopping cards. Boom. You say, well, isn't it going to affect your credit? It will affect your credit for 90 days. After that, it adjusts. I shut down all my credit cards. Bing. Now, after I had disciplined myself, ask my wife how many cards I have. I only have two credit cards. That's it. That's it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And as soon as I'm right, as soon as I'm, in fact, I, I put some, I was buying stuff for the new home, before the charge even hit the card, I had sent the money to the credit card company. <laughs> Not that I'm going to get interest. They, they hate me. My credit card company hates me. Because they don't like me because I don't pay them any interest. Praise the Lord. Can you say that with me? I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. From this day forward, I declare myself a producer, not a consumer. I'm a producer, not a consumer. I've delivered myself over. That's my confession. And anything that I cannot write a check for, I do not sign up for it. That's it. Pure and simple. Let's all stand up. I'm going to stop here. Our time is gone. But I do have a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's just so much. There's so much. But my, my prayer and my belief is that you will not be like that elephant who has the mighty power That's right. to deliver himself or herself, but because of the darkness that they are in, the lies that they have been told, the restrictions that have been placed upon them, they are not able to break out. This year, this year of my breakout. Amen. I'm breaking out. I'm breaking out. Breaking out of small thinking. Breaking out of fear. Breaking out of fear. Breaking out of fear. I'm going to face my fear. I'm going to face my fear. And I'm going through it. And I'm going through it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Nothing is going to hold me back. Nothing is going to hold me back. Every chain, Every chain of bondage, of bondage I 
break it. I break it. In the name of Jesus. This year, 2020. I'm taking my mountain. I'm taking my mountain. Every challenge. Every difficulty. I plan to overcome it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and thank God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're coming out, we're breaking out. Father God, I pray that you will deliver every man, every woman in this sanctuary of small thinking. Amen. I pray that you will deliver us from the limitations that society has put on us. Amen. I pray that you deliver us from the limitations we have put on ourselves. Amen. I pray, oh Lord, that this year, Lord Almighty, <laughs> we are going to see <laughs> some radical miracles Amen. in our lives. Amen. Miracles that we did not think was possible. Amen. It's going to happen to us. Amen. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We honor you. Bless the word that we have heard. Lord Almighty, let it challenge us. Let it elevate us. Let it break us out. I pray specifically this afternoon. Perhaps you are one of those sitting in darkness. You do not even know you are in darkness. Father God, I specifically intercede for such people. Father God, let them see themselves. Let them see where they are seated. Father God, let us be able to tell ourselves the truth. Amen. Your word says the truth shall set us free. Yes. I pray in the name of Jesus that the truth will be revealed to each and every member of this church. Amen. No matter where they are. Amen. Lord Almighty, for those watching us, Father, I pray, open the eyes of their understanding that they can see themselves where they are. Amen. And they can see themselves for who they are. Amen. And Lord, that can begin to cry out to you. Amen. We thank you, O Lord. Thank you. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.